Hey there, welcome back to Browns Cast. I'm Max Linsky. We got a good show for you this week. My guest is tight end Gary Barnage. If you didn't know who Gary was at the beginning of the season, that could be forgiven. I can confess it. I didn't know who Gary Barnage was at the beginning of the season. And that's because despite the fact that he's been in the league for a couple years, Gary would always been a backup. He backed up a pro bowler in Carolina, and he's doing it again in Cleveland. But this year, Gary got his shot to start. And my guess is, if you've been following the team at all, you are uh, quite familiar with Gary Barnage by week 10 of the 2015 season. Gary is third in the league in TDs. He's got seven. Before this, in his entire career, he had three. He's second in yards. He's third in receptions. He is, without a doubt, the breakout player of 2015. He's also got the best play of the season so far, an incredible catch with his legs for a touchdown in Baltimore. It's a catch we're going to be seeing on highlight reels for years. It's like out of a sports movie, but it also begs the question, what's it like to be having this magical season when the team is struggling? What's it like to have your breakout year while the team is hurting for wins? I talked to Gary on Monday, right after the Steelers game, another loss in which Gary played great, six catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. And we talked about that tension. And as you'll hear, Gary's answer at first, it sounds almost cliche. What he says is, I would trade every single one of these touchdowns, every single one of these catches for another win. But the more you talk to Gary Barnage, you realize it's not a cliche. That's how the guy is wired. In a league full of gigantic egos, Gary just doesn't have one. And as you'll hear, that lack of an ego, that sense of self has allowed him to do tremendous things off the field way before he was single-handedly winning your fantasy league. Gary's one of the founders of a nonprofit called American Football Without Barriers. And what they do is hold camps all over the world, football camps in Brazil, China, Turkey, trying to spread the game around the world and hopefully find some talent that can come back, play Division I football, maybe in the NFL. It's an incredible group, but what makes it truly incredible is that Gary has funded the thing out of his own pocket. Like I said, no ego. We talked about American football without barriers and what Gary's dreams are for his post-NFL days, but we started with this magical 2015 season and how after years of waiting for a shot, Gary Barnage is making the most of it. Gary Barnage, welcome to Browns Cast. Thanks so much for taking the time, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm talking to you on a, on a Monday afternoon. You played the Steelers yesterday. And since this is the first time I've talked to any of you guys the day after a game, I kind of need to know, man, like, uh, what does your body feel like on a Monday? Like, what, what, what do you actually feel like after playing an NFL game? Can you walk today? Uh, yeah, I can walk. It's just you're usually really, really sore. Your legs will be tired. Your body's just sore because obviously you take a pounding in the games. But it's nothing crazy. I was watching the game yesterday, and there were, you had one catch, and and uh, you sort of got like flung out of bounds, like you caught it a little off balance, and and a guy tossed you, and like I, I saw you hit the deck, and I was like, if that happened to me, uh, there's no way I'm walking tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's definitely different, but your body's more conditioned to it now because over the years you've taken, you had the punishment, you had to hit, so you get used to it over time. Gary, you scored uh, a touchdown yesterday against the Steelers, and uh, it was your seventh of the season. You you are having an incredible year, and uh, why do you think this is happening now? So you've got you've got seven TDs. You had uh, three total in your career before this, and I was just looking at your stats from Louisville, from the University of Louisville, and the most you had in a season there was six. So you've you've already set a personal record for touchdowns in a season. Uh, why do you think this is happening now? I think it's just more of the opportunity. 
Uh, in my career, I've been behind Pro Bowlers. I've been behind Greg Olson in Carolina. I've been behind Jordan Cameron here. So I think it's just getting an opportunity. This is the first chance I've been given the opportunity to show what I can do. And you got to take advantage of it. I think that is with any any position. You have to take advantage anytime you get an opportunity because you might not get another one. So you got to take full advantage of it. And I'm just trying to do what I can to help the team. I mean, you've been in the league for years. You've been backing up those guys first in Carolina and then in Cleveland. And, and I wonder, like, when you're going against them in practice, you know, when I mean, your your reputation sort of for a while was as a kind of blocking tight end. But I wonder, like, while you're sitting there in practice and knocking in those games and sort of waiting your time, like, did you know that if you got your shot, this is what would happen? Uh, you always got to have confidence in yourself. And I've always felt like I know I can, I'm able to do this. I've been able to do it in a chances I got the opportunity. I know our whole tight end room has. Like last year when Jordan got hurt, our whole tight end room stepped up and everybody made plays and we didn't miss a beat. And I think that's just the credit to our guys in our room and just getting the opportunity. You never know. You never know when it's going to happen. So you always got to be ready. You can't be taking it for granted. Like, oh, I'll get my opportunity at some point next year or whatever. Because it could happen any week and you always got to be ready. So what has this season been like for you? I mean, you're having this incredible year, you know, not to you out of nowhere, but to a lot of people who pay attention to this game out of nowhere, and yet the team is is struggling a bit. I mean, what's it like to have such a breakout year when the team's record isn't where you want it to be? Every year is different in the NFL. You never know what's going to happen, and you just got to be focused with that. You got to help the team and do as much as you can to help the team win. And sometimes wins will come, sometimes they won't. I would trade all my stats for wins. But sometimes it's not going to happen that way. Sometimes it will, and you just got to be ready. But did you think before the season started, come week 10, you were going to be third in the league in receptions, second in yards, third in TDs? Did you did you think that that was possible? Uh, I never didn't think it was uh, possible. <laughs> that sounds like a politician's answer. <laughs> I know we have a great group of guys on our team, and I know beginning of the year, nobody expected anything from us. Everybody said, Oh, they don't have receivers, they don't have quarterbacks, they don't have tight end, all oh, they have the line, all this stuff. And we knew what we had in our in our rooms. And we knew we had the guys who'd go out and put up high numbers on offense and we've been doing it and we've been showing we can compete with anybody. Our offense can compete against any defense and we've just been showing that. So I don't think it really came as a surprise for anybody on our team. Has it been fun? It's been amazing. But obviously it'd be so much more fun when we get the wins and there's no come. It just takes time. I do want to talk to you about American Football Without Barriers, uh, which is the nonprofit you started. And basically, you're going around the world and doing football camps in places that I would never assume had any football presence whatsoever. So Brazil, China, Turkey. I'm interested in the genesis of this organization. Where did you come up with the idea for it? How, how did this happen? I'm partnered with Bruno Giacomini, the right tackle of the Jets, and Ahmed Awadala, who's an engineer for Young Food Brands, and we all went to Louisville together, and they were talking and talking about going to do a camp in Egypt, and they called me and said, hey, would you be interested? I said, 100%. I would love to do one because Egypt's my number one vacation to travel to. I'm just fascinated with the history. You, like, routinely go to Egypt? We were going to go to Egypt for our first camp, and then the revolution broke out. So we postponed it for a year, and then we ended up doing China the following year, and then we went to Brazil and then to China. But when, when we were going to do Egypt and it didn't work out the way we wanted to, I said, well, why, let's do something different. Let's not do just one country, be one and done. Let's make it something where we can go every year. 
we can do something different in another country. So that's where we came up with America Football Without Barriers. So we go to a different country every year and visit these kids, do a football camp for them, free for all of them. We teach them the basics. We put them in pads, teach them how to hit. And then we also do humanitarian effort by visiting orphanages, giving back to the kids, and just spend time with them. And then we take in the culture of everywhere we go. We go see all the sites, see everything, and just engulf ourselves with the culture. What are you trying to get accomplished with the camps? What's the goal? We're trying to start things on the groundwork. Everybody brings stuff on the by viewership. They want people to view the sport, view the sport. We want to build the sport from the ground up before people are actually playing it. That's what we're trying to do. When we went to China, they had six teams that played. In two years since we've left, they've got 14 teams. So since we've left, they've doubled the amount of teams they had playing. And it's huge. Well, that's a huge input. input. That's what we want to do. We want to have that, that effect on somebody, on that culture. And then, like, in Turkey, we did a women's camp. It was the first time we've done a women's camp. And we had, like, 50, 60 girls come out from colleges and younger. They have actually college five football teams that play. They travel each other and they play football. And they have more more girls wanting to play now over there in Turkey since we've left. Like, things have doubled for that. So, like, what we're trying to do is build the sport on the ground level so instead of just view it. So if we get people involved playing it and doing all that stuff, it's going to be so much better for the sport itself. And our overall goal is we want to get these kids opportunities to play the sport we play here in the States. We want to be able to get them a scholarship somehow. So we're working on a way where we can get kids to get viewed by colleges here because they don't recruit for football internationally. They do for basketball and baseball, but they don't for football. So we're trying to break that trend. We want to get these kids an opportunity to play the sport they enjoy playing and watching here in the States and get an education out of it as well. What was it like working with women there? I mean, was it... Did it, did it make you think that maybe the sport could spread among women in the States? Okay, tell me a little bit more about that. It was amazing. Uh, somebody actually gave us the nickname of Barrier Breakers when we were over there because we did a women's camp. Because typically women, if you do that, they're not playing sports on the same field as guys at the same time. Well, we changed that. We put the girls competing with the guys on the same field, doing drills and all that kind of stuff. And then we had a competition between the girls and the guys at the end. And the girls were just so into it. Like it was amazing just seeing them, how hard they were working, how hard they wanted to learn, how much they wanted to learn. And it was just an amazing feeling. And like, like that, all of Turkey, you wouldn't think they had all these teams, but they have like 20 teams that play football, tackle football and all that kind of stuff in general. So like we're trying to help grow that and put that in a spotlight for them just to help them grow because it's going to help them in the long run as well. And are you guys working with the league on this? Like, like I, I'm, sh- you know, the league wants to spread the game around the world too. Is it, or is it a partnership with the NFL? Or are you guys just doing it on your own? Uh, we have been doing everything on our own. Everything came from me and Bernal out of our pockets. We do it all of our own. We bring ten to twelve guys from the NFL over with us. We take care of that stuff, and we, it's just something that we've been working on. What is it about you that funds out of your own pocket? a camp to try and spread the game around the world. Like, have you always been that way? Where does that come from? Like, why not just take a vacation yourself? You know what I mean? Well, I still take vacations too, but I want to help others too. But the main thing is, is we have such a platform as athletes as we are right now. And it's such a short window. You have that platform that you're able to help so many others. So I don't understand why you don't help others more often with the platform you have. You can affect so many people in so many ways by doing the littlest thing, 
just by taking a picture with somebody or signing an autograph or saying, hey, or even retweeting somebody, that could change their whole outlook on the day, the month, their life, the year. You never know. You don't know what they're going through. And it's that little little gesture could change everything that they see about anything. And I, that's why I don't ever see the purpose of not saying hey or and all that kind of stuff. And when we go visit these places, that's what we want to do. We want to show that, hey, we're normal people. We have an interesting job, but we want to help you all as well. We want to help you all enjoy your time. You have fun. You might not get this opportunity. We want to change that for you all. And that's just a huge aspect that I feel for myself. You've been able to convince a bunch of other players to come with you. I mean, a, a bunch of players on the Browns, Alex Mack and, and, and a couple others, and then uh, players from all around the league, D'Angelo Williams. You got Marshawn Lynch to Turkey. You guys made some news on uh, Turkish TV. What was it like hanging out with uh, Marshawn in Turkey? He seems like he'd be fun to hang out with, but w- w- what is he like? He, he is an awesome guy. Like, he is funny. He's good to be around. He's somebody who would always want around you at all times. He's going to have your back for anything. And he's just, a, he's just a good guy to have around. We have such a good group. We all get along. And there's so many guys from different areas and different cities and states and all this stuff. So it's a good mixture of guys that we have together. And I think this just makes the camp even more fun because guys look forward to all of us going to dinner together on the bus rides to, to the camps or to the bus rides to wherever we're going. And it's just, it's just a great atmosphere for all of us. American football without barriers, does this seem like something that can last well beyond your playing days? Do you see it sticking around for decades and decades? I, I would. That's our goal is to do that. It, that's going to be a huge aspect of the guys we network with on players and teams and stuff because we want to do more camps too. Even when we're done, when me and Bruno are done with football, whatever that is down the road, we want to do more than one camp internationally. We want to do two to three internationally and then we want to bring in more guys and more guys. So maybe we have six guys that can go on this trip and then we'll have eight guys that goes on this trip and then we'll have different guys. And as we get more and more players, it's just going to keep growing. The younger and younger guys throughout the league are going to keep wanting to go. And it just keeps going that year. And it just everybody keeps branding out, networking, and we get more and more people each year, which is just going to make it better and keep growing. And we'll always have that stockpile of players that would want to go in the league, even if we're not in the league. Well, it's it's inspiring work you're doing, Gary, and uh, and I really do. I, I I think it's um I think it's particularly impressive that you funded it out of your own pocket. I mean, that just seems uh, above and beyond to me. I truly appreciate it. It's just something that me and Bruno and Ahmed feel strongly about. I want to talk to you about a, another side project of yours, uh, another off the field endeavor, which also feels kind of entrepreneurial to me, which is uh, movie game plan. You are a insane movie buff. And you have a whole website dedicated to your own movie reviews. That I do. It's something that I started my uh, second year in Carolina with uh, fellow tight end Dante Rosario. And we both had a huge love of movies. And our tight end coach, Deep Chris, at the time said that uh, y'all should just start writing your own reviews. And so it clicked. And then we wanted to make a website. So we made a website. And then he he went to another team. And then I left. And so I just fell off on it. And I've been in the process of updating everything and getting everything going back again this year because it's just it, that's also a job in its own is keeping all the content fresh and that's what I'm going to do. I, I'm working on that right now and it's, it's going to keep going. But I do have a huge love of movies and it's something I would love to to do when I'm done with football as another avenue is just because it's just something fun right now and eventually you'll make money off of it. That 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 comes down the road. Not worry about that stuff. 
but it's just a, it's something that fascinates me, and it's just it's a love for movies that I have. What fascinates you about it? Movies put you in a place to escape from the the present world, and that's just an aspect that I love. It's just you can put yourself in their positions, no matter what movie it is, and say, hey, here's how I would do it, or what would you do in this situation, and play out the movie in your own head. And I think it just gives you that escape that you you don't get in real life. People get really stressed and upset and things in life, and movies are an escape. It lets you get out of your, out of your life for the time being, get in somebody else's or somebody else's world for an hour and a half to two and a half hours, and it's just a release. Is there a certain kind of movie that resonates with you? Is there a certain like kind of film that uh, that speaks to you on that level? Uh, I love horror movies. Horror movies are my favorite. <laughs> that Which, is a that is a certain kind of release. I'm more about the suspense horror and the actual have the story than the gore because to me the gore is not scary, but the suspense style horror movies or like the '80s horror movies when it's about the story and then the plot and then you have suspense. That's what gets me because. Then you're like, oh, how would you handle this situation? What would you do different? Just putting yourself in that position. And then you had the little factor of you could possibly jump or be a little scared of it. Just get your, get your adrenaline flowing. Man, I got to tell you, I love the idea that like you, uh, NFL player, the way that you escape is by getting your adrenaline going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, I do like my little adventure sports type stuff. I, I, do, I am a little bit of a junkie with that kind of stuff. Do you still get nervous before games? Uh, a little, but not nowhere near as much as I did my first few, first year. But I think it I think it's natural to have a little bit of nervous in you before every game. No matter how many years you've been in, I think it's natural to have a little bit. Has that nervousness changed at all now that you're such a focal point for the offense? Do you feel different before games, knowing you know, knowing you're going to get thrown the ball ten times, knowing you're going to have a chance to make a play in the end zone? Does it change the way that you prepare for games? Not really. I think it's more of, it's not the nervous factor of, oh, I got to do this and do this. I think it's, I still have the same nervous I've had like, just a little bit, but it doesn't, I relish the opportunity of it versus being nervous about it uh, to help the team win and help the team do well. I think that's just something that I look forward to versus being nervous about it. Do you think of yourself as an optimistic person, Gary? Like the the, the stuff you're saying about being in the moment, it, it feels like it almost requires a kind of optimistic outlook on life. Is that how you think of yourself? I say yes, because I don't really focus on what's going to happen down the road or in the past. You've got to live now because you never know what's going to happen in the future. You can't be looking for the future. Oh, here's what's going to happen five years, 10 years down the road. And you never know what's going to happen now. You miss all the stuff that's going on now. And you have to be optimistic, I think, because if you don't, then you're not living you're not going to enjoy what you're doing now. You're always going to be thinking about what's coming in the future. Have you always been wired that way? I, I think I have. I feel like I truly have. So horror movies are your favorite are your favorite genre. But do you go in for the uh, do you go in for the sports movie? Like, can you get can you get excited about the uh, you know the the climactic sports movie? I do. I, I enjoy all movies. You name it, I watch. I watch foreign films. I watch chick flicks, romantic comedies. I watch uh, action cartoons animated it doesn't matter i watch them all i watch every type of movie there is i watch it just because i like to see the different styles that the movies are and then they're good like a lot of the movies are good so i, I don't mind watching different movies well part of the reason i ask is because that catch you had in baltimore is straight out of a sports movie 
It's 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 absurd. It's like you would only see that in the movies. A catch with your legs to score a touchdown. Yeah, it was definitely different. <laughs> I can say I honestly have never done that before. But uh, it was a little bit kind of just luck and awareness because the ball was lucky to land on my leg and I felt it land on my leg. So I just squeezed my legs together and I knew I had to get to my hands as quick as I could because I saw the defender running over to try and not... I thought he saw the same thing, so I was trying to get to my hands as quick as possible so I could secure as a catch so it would not hit the ground. What's it like to make a play like that and sort of know this is going to be on highlight reels forever? Like, they're going to be showing that catch 20 years from now. It's just, it's completely absurd. Uh, I think the reason why it would be such a good catch in my eyes is just because we won the game. Because in, we came, I came inside, everybody was congratulating all this stuff. But then my one line I said, that my coach liked was I said it doesn't matter unless we win the game because the catch would mean nothing anymore if we didn't win that game so the fact that we won the game was a huge aspect to me as a catch being a good catch because to me I I, I already forgot about the catch I don't really worry about what happens with the previous games and stuff like that but the fact that we won the game allows that catch to be good in my eyes because if we didn't win then it doesn't matter to have this incredible season, this season that's kind of no one saw coming, what's it like to have that when the team's struggling? It, it's tough, but there's it's just part of part of the business. Like you, you can't control everything in the game. All you can control is what you do, and you just got to go out there and perform the best of your ability because that's all that you can control. Other than that, there's nothing else you can do about it. So you got to go out there and do what's asked of you, and hope everything falls where it does. I really like that idea that um, uh, playing in the NFL is just your job. I think that's kind of like the thing that is driving this show for me is I just want to know about what uh, this job is like. But I'm interested in uh, what you think you'd be doing if you weren't playing in the NFL. If this is just a job, like if the NFL didn't exist, what job do you think you'd have? I'm fascinated with archaeology. So I would love to do archaeology or be a professional movie critic. Well, you still got time for a professional movie critic. Yeah, I still have time for archaeology. You never know. I would do all you have to do is get a uh, degree in it or a certificate for a degree and just do field work, and you could be archaeologist too. Like that's a huge thing I'm fascinated with. That's where my Egypt love comes from. I have the love for Egypt because it's so it's such a rich history and so much stuff un, unknown about that culture. It's just that's what fascinates me. Have you been there? Have you been to Egypt? I have. I went this year, this past year, for the first time. It was amazing. So is that your uh, is that your plan post football? You're gonna go back and get an archaeology degree? I do plan to do that at some point, and I do want to do the movie stuff. And then who knows what else? I'm always looking to do something different too. Obviously, I'm gonna be doing AFWP as well, so that will be doing it as well. So I have a bunch of different things I like to do. Tell me what you what you see is the uh, the end of the movie of your professional football career. What happens next for you? We'll see. We'll see. I have a, this is my last year of my deal in Cleveland. I enjoy Cleveland. I love it here. Uh, I would like to be back, but that, I, when that time comes, it'll take care of itself. I don't really worry about all that kind of stuff. We'll see. I, I have plenty more years left, as many as I can play. I'll be playing until I can anymore. Tell me about playing in Cleveland. What does playing for that city mean to you, and how, how have you sort of connected with the fans and with the town? Uh, it, it's great. Uh they're here no matter what's going on, whether it's good or bad, they're going to be there rooting for you. And that's a true testament to the fans here. Because I know they've been – the whole city of Cleveland's thriving for a championship. It's been so long since they've got one. And they're out there every time, no matter what, supporting you. And they're die hard about it. And that's just a, 
that's just amazing. That's an amazing feeling knowing that you're going to go out there and they're going to be there no matter what's going on. And it, it's just a great feeling. And I try to do something for them as well. Like I do my movie giveaway where I take 10 fans to the movies every Thursday during the season as my, my gratitude for what they do for supporting us. I want to treat them to something. So I try to do that as well. Obviously making the NFL, making millions has changed a lot of people before you. So is there something about where you grew up or how you grew up, your family? Is it, where where does that sense of self come from? I think it's just more of growing up. You see players that did that kind of stuff, and you see all the negativity that they brought upon themselves, their families, and all this kind of stuff. And that's not something I want to do. I, I value my family. I want them to be proud of me. I want my friends to be proud of me. And I want people just to be to respect me as a person, not as my job. I don't I don't want people to see me as oh he's just a football player. I want to see he's Gary. He, that's who he is. He's not this guy. He is just a normal person who has an interesting job that does things for people and other stuff like that. I don't want it to be about my job. I want my job to be second to who I am. Well, hopefully after this, Gary, they'll have a, a better sense of who you are. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for taking the time, man. Uh, no problem at all. I appreciate you having me on here. Thank you for listening to Brown's Cast. I'm Max Linsky. I produce this show with Aaron Lammer. Our editor is Bart Streisand. Our music is from Francis and the Lights. All of our shows are available at brownscast.com or on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing. We'll see you next time.